What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a fucking bitch, man. <laughs> oh, you know, Daisy, my mama, oof, my mama always done said that you be surprised what shit you could get done with some brute force and some ignorance. And my mama, bless her poor peeling little heart, she wasn't wrong. But all that shit that was getting done, well, you see what she failed to account for was the shit was fucking ignorant. And there's a lot of motherfuckers right now enthusiastically ignorant. I just feel like we got to speak on this shit, you know, from the heart. What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast in the world. <laughs> well, you don't know if it's their favorite or not. It might be their third favorite. Who gives a f- third favorite to who? It's a perception to question. Who? It's a, to, you can't unless it's to the them. Joe Rogan podcast and maybe the Ben Shapiro podcast. Uh, you know, I had to pick a, a liberal and a conservative. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know so, what's funny is I actually don't even like podcasts. <laughs> I know, I know. I so, hate listening to yeah, podcasts. Fun fact about Sarah. Sarah cannot make it through five minutes no, of a podcast, but yet up. she's a podcast host. The, Not from my own choice. The hypocrisy in that statement alone is it's, it's got to be mind-boggling. I'm here for the tequila and the whiskey. It's the only way I could bribe her. So, hey, look, welcome to the world's most dangerous comedic <laughs> philosophy podcast on the fucking planet. Comedic it's, philosophy. It's the Deji and Sarah show, where... We found out that uh, philosophy and comedy oftentimes don't go along. You know, Plato had this thing where he said that uh, comedy was like distasteful or some Red shit like that. L. Plato, Plato, L. Plato. Change my perception of fucking Plato when I read that. I'm like, this motherfucker. You but went that, from a fanboy to like a... Ah, I don't know about this motherfucker. Like, ah, that thing my mom used to do when you discussed her. Like, ah. You're not doing it right. <laughs> I can deji. <laughs> when a Niger- I can deji. When a Nigerian mom does that or calls your name full force like that, you know you don't fucked up. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, on to the show today. Uh, so I'm on social media uh-huh. like I always am. You know, uh-huh. Facebook. And I belong. Matter Pornhub is <laughs> your two favorite sites. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Why would oh, you? Why people. would you say something like we're, that? We're here about the truth. <laughs> Speak the truth. You might put some perceptions <laughs> out there that are not reality. Sarah. Don't do this. I'm not to saying me. I don't visit either. <laughs> don't do this to me. <laughs> anyway, anyway, blessed. we're moving on. Oh, he's blushing. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so I'm on Facebook okay. like I usually am doing research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I come across this uh first of all, I belong to this men's group on Facebook. It's the Manly Club, is what, ah, what we call ourselves. Yeah. Manly, Man, it's, manly. It's, it's, it's an old boys thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's got don't There's something co- you need to tell me? No, 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 no. I'm, some, not, uh, no I'm not I'm not I'm not I don't swing. Team. I don't I just, 
Jesus Christ, the sexual joke. Just now people thinking I'm gay too. <laughs> Go on by. So anyway. Well, I do have different categories on Pornhub. You're free to explore. <laughs> Sarah. So anyway. I'm, 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 I belong to this group okay. and it's, it's, it's a pretty cool forum where guys tend to like ask their questions, mm-hmm. you know? So one of the guys in the group was like, Hey guys, you know, I'm going through. Now I remember you telling me this. He yes. Like, He's like, serious. I'm going through a rough patch with me, you know, my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been having rough times, damn near separated. We decided to work things out. We've been trying to have a baby for a while, unable to have a baby mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, my sperm's good, blah, blah, blah. So we've been trying. They both got tested. They were both good. They, they just were, weren't right, able to get pregnant right. for some reason. But they've been having, di- having difficulties in their relationship. Mm-hmm. He says, I leave for work. I'm gone for about, you know, a month or so, or whatever the timeline was. He said, I come back and my wife first tells me, Hey, I want to work things out. Okay. And then she hits me with the, Oh, by the way, I'm also pregnant and it's by another man. I'm having another man's baby. So dun, his, dun, dun. Hey, yeah, right. Plot twist. So his question to the group was, guys, what should I do? I, I love this woman, but I'm in a, I'm in, like, I'm, I'm between the devil and the deep blue sea. Mm-hmm. What advice could y'all give me? Yeah, he was very torn because he went on and on about how much he loved her, how he wanted to work it out. Uh, but he did admit, you know, like raising another man's kid was hard and like the idea. Yeah, he was of expressing it, all the fears, right? Yeah. So now. Y'all listening to this, if you're a man listening to this podcast, you're Fuck probably... You, <laughs> you're Fuck pro- the bitch. <laughs> if she couldn't keep that the, those legs crossed, then she don't deserve you. You don't want to be raising another man's baby. That's but pro- yeah, yeah, the men out here singing songs like, oh, sorry I fucked on you once, twice, three times, forgive me again. Kobe cause... only paid $4 million for that ring, you know, <laughs> God bless Kobe, uh, you know, rest d- in peace. <laughs> But the men probably listening are probably singing the same thing that all these guys on that forum were saying to this guy. Like, I think it was a hundred comments because there's 10,000 guys. That baby don't look like me. That baby don't look like me. It was like the episode of Maury. And you are not the father. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I showed you all the comments and I said, babe. These enthusiastically ignorant motherfuckers, there's no rational person on this thread. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you who are listening right now are not rational. I'm just saying you may have jumped to the same conclusion they came to. So and let's, I, let's, let's, um, you know, pause and, and, and emphasize here that we're not saying the correct decision was not to not be with her. Or how I'm probably saying that wrong. I'm a little yeah. tipsy already. But like, basically, like we're not saying it was the wrong decision to leave her and choose not to raise another man's child with her because she did in fact cheat. There was a breach of trust. It is not your kid, so you are not on the hook for the responsibility of that life. However, making an emphatic decision on such limited information is an extremely Irresponsible. and yes. So I said, so this is what I wrote. I, I, the first time I've ever responded to any comment on the group because I Why just. Why are you could, part of the group if you don't participate? I, cause I, I enjoy the company of other men and oh. I, I don't mean that to oh. sound the way you're thinking it to be. I'm intrigued. Let's it's all virtue this. now. No, I'm just, <laughs> Jesus, let me make my fucking point. <laughs> Enough with the perceptions here. So I, I, I responded to the thread and I said, guys. Uh huh. It is extremely irresponsible and just outright wrong of any of us 
to give this guy advice without understanding the full nuance and complexities of his situation. Mm-hmm. There is so much else going on here uh-huh. that we are not previewed to. This is uh-huh. me writing, by the way. Yes. He's been married for 10 years. We could gather that from the information he's given. Mm-hmm. I doubt that in one or two paragraphs, he's able to summarize the entire complexity of emotions, mm-hmm. nuances, perceptions. fights, perceptions, sperm don't work, sperm working, he's mm-hmm. sucking bed, don't suck in bed, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we are giving him advice. This is ignorant. This is, this is, we, (laughs) and I had three comments. I had three responses on my Mm -hmm. comments from the group. One guy said, Oh, this is the most rational thought on this thread. Mm -hmm. The guy who actually posed the question, my response was the only comment he actually liked. Uh-huh. But there was that one motherfucker, that one ignorant motherfucker this who got on there and said, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. This is that left wing leftist bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, how is me being rational you know, a leftist that idea? Pers- perception, though, like everyone had a different viewpoint. On- they were mostly biased towards one side. I mean, it was leave her. Yes. Yeah, most of the comments were biased towards leave her. And that's because when we make judgments um, and give advice for one, we focus on the headline. So it's, it's a black or white situation. When we, when we make cast judgments, think about abortion, for example. Kill a baby or don't kill a baby. Oh, it's black or white, right? Like, uh, I'm not going to kill a baby. No, fuck no. So I'm, 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 I'm pro-life. Right. And then you get on the nuance. Okay. A 14 year old got raped by her father and is about to give birth to a child that may kill her and, and also traumatize her even further when she was already being raped. And now you're taking away her choice about whether to have this child that was already forced upon her to begin with. Or from a medical perspective, if the life of the mother is at risk, shouldn't she have the choice to like not have this baby? But you know, from these pro life motherfuckers, it's like, uh, no, God put the baby in you, so fuck you. The there, baby must yeah. live. There um, are some nuances, nuances possible within that conversation, but we read the headlines. Kill baby or don't kill baby. Same with gun laws, like um, uh, pro-gun or not pro-gun. Well, I'm pro-gun. I am not pro-really shitty gun laws that allow anyone to walk off the street without a mental stability check. I mean, there are more procedures on how to, you're allowed to buy alcohol like we got fucking turned away from buying alcohol today. Yeah, we walked into a store to buy idea. alcohol I'm to buy our favorite tequila. Years old. You have your idea, but oh, and you're the one even buying it. I'm just standing there with you. They would not sell us alcohol because you know Sarah didn't have her ID, and I'm thinking to myself, if we only applied a fraction of these laws to gun control, the restriction. You know, <laughs> but you know, don't uh, want to offend the First Amendment. People. One bottle of tequila, <laughs> a firearm. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, that conversation online got me thinking about these enthusiastically ignorant people, and we all are because we're all biased human beings, but we become enthusiastically ignorant spe- when we give advice, yeah. Especially when we give advice mm-hmm. because or we- when we just Really think we're the, the we're most God's rational gift of solutions we're, and answers. We, and we start thinking we're the most rational person in the room. That's but, you. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not guilty of it because there have been times where people have asked me advice 
And I've been guilty of being enthusiastically ignorant. I've been guilty of being a hypocrite that way, where I start giving them advice on I how. I love this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I love this, this shit. This is all ammo for your future uh, divorce lawyer. I just, I just love getting it out there. It's like, finally, finally, he admits <laughs> the truth. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, and I'll give them advice. And then I go back after I've given them the advice. I'm like, wait, wait, there's so much context and nuance to their life that I missed that the advice I gave is is looking back on it now. It's borderline irresponsible, even though in the moment when I gave the advice for me, this is as rational as rational thinking can get because I'm operating based on the information they're giving me. But if this person is 30 years old, I doubt that they're able to summarize 30 years worth of decision making into a five minute question that they asked me. There's a lot of nuance that gets missed in there, right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about this a lot, like early on in our marriage when we had our little kerfuffle and we kind of separated for a minute. Kerfuffle, kind of. We weren't kind of (laughs) separated. We were fucking separated. I was trying to be, you know. Uh, Okay, okay. Tread lightly, you know, polite. It don't hurt my feelings. Going, this no, was in 2012. Mark, this was eight okay. years ago. I, I want to assume we've we've okay, grown. Okay. So when I <laughs> packed up moved. and left when you were at work and and left you a note saying I'm out, bitch. Bye. Yeah, yeah. She we she. I, I woke up that morning. She woke up. We had breakfast. I said I'm going to work. I'm gonna see you when I get home. Right? She said yes. Kiss I get goodbye. Kiss me goodbye. Like nothing was wrong. I realized in that moment how how narcissistic and cold-blooded this woman is. Wasn't narcissistic. Is at least cold-blooded. It was a little cold. A little cold? A little cold. <laughs> There's a song about this. It's called Icebox Where Her Heart Used to Be. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't about ice. It, it was more Fire? Uh, whatever it, you want to call it. it. It was more like, I'd never left a husband before i didn't know how this shit how many husbands have you had (laughs) exactly i was 22 years old now you have experience okay (laughs) either way make your point make your point let's not hash out old wounds Uh, here so anyways um yeah i i i left well it wasn't night but essentially left in the dark of the night and crept away um but we had our kerfuffle we had our separation and there was a lot of of trauma on both sides of that. And one of the things that through both of it, we, we were both seeing everything through our filter, through our perspective. And while neither one of us was lying or wrong or telling an untruth, like it, it was all from the nuanced perspective of our point of view, how we saw the events that unfolded. Like you just said, I was cold. I'm like, I didn't think I was cold. I thought I was like, protecting yourself. I'm nervous. I'm afraid if I don't leave, I'll never leave. And I'm in this unhappy situation because of X, Y, Z reasons. And I don't see it getting better, blah, blah, blah. So it's better if I just rip the bandaid off and, 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 and go, it'll be a cleaner break for both of us. I'm not thinking it's cold, but see perception. And that's, and that's why like, 
like you were talking about with that relationship with the guy, there's so many nuances that go into decisions being made and perceptions. And, and it doesn't Remember, mean he's wrong or she's wrong. You were talking to your friends and family and they were confirming your bias. They were given, yeah. oh, they, I leave them, leave them. They were given enthusiastic, ignorant and, advice. And that was the mistake I even made with telling stories or, or, or conversations. So like, it's like when you go to family and you're like, man, he said this and he did that and I'm so pissed. And for one, you're not saying all the things that you did that maybe sparked him to say that or what what apology he said afterwards, even if you didn't say anything. Or even was the context of the fight and maybe yeah. even you may be exaggerating or like overreacting or whatever. Or maybe you're not, but maybe like that was a one in the blue moon kind of like, oh, OK, yeah, he was an asshole that one day. But ninety nine point nine percent of a relationship in the scheme of, the, yeah, the scheme of not, our eight year relationship, you know, you had a couple bad days. It was a one shit stain on a white shirt. Don't mean we need to throw the entire shirt away. <laughs> a little a little oxyclean. A little Mr. Clean and we're back to normal. And that's my point. Like sometimes there it's not that you're lying. Like, OK, so in that in the in the couple that you're talking about, she obviously really did cheat on him. There's a baby to prove it. It, it is a big decision, but without knowing the nuances, like had he been neglecting her, um, had he, uh, been, been unkind, just there's, there's so many had things. Had he left her hungry, you know, like there, there's, there's somebody once gave me, a, yeah, right. Somebody once gave me a, a piece of advice that never let your spouse go hungry emotionally or physically. Yeah. And I was like, that, that's huge, you know, so cause when you violate those things, those two very basic things, you know, a little bit of trust, a little bit, of, like it's just not, it's just not there anymore. Um, and I even think about some advice that we get from parents, you know, like for example, before I get into some of mine, you were told by your family, oh, you marry a good Christian man, you know? Oh, yeah, that, over that, and over. If you marry a Christian man, everything will fall into place and life will be easy enthusiastic and Enthusiastic advice and it gave, so. And but it, every woman in my family has been abused, divorced, and had terrible marriages. All Christian men, but terrible marriages and relationships. So. I'm just saying, I married an atheist and it seems to be turning out a lot better so far. So, an enthusiastically ignorant. So far, I'm just prefacing okay. that. So, don't fuck it up. <laughs> Jesus. So, enthusiastic ignorance is, is a term we actually coined because I've Googled it. It does not exist. I think we heard it somewhere though. I no, I, 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 I no, we made it up. I think it was a series of things that really? ha- that were happening. Yeah, and we. I just, don't feel like we're that smart. <laughs> <laughs> it was a series of things that were happening in our lives, and we were like, "Man, this is enthusiastically ignorant." Like I remember, like my mom would always give us advice. If you've ever been in a situation where all parents are enthusiastically ignorant, right? Because like, they're, they really they're, are. That's they're just trying a parents' to, job. There you go. They're trying to give their kids advice uh-huh. that that contextually does not make sense. Oh, I have all the solutions, except my information is a generation old and may not apply to you. But I'm going <laughs> to tell you, you need to go to college and get a degree. Um, mom, uh, the degrees are really expensive now, and the jobs that I get when I come out of college we'll are not equated so my, for the right, income so my, that I would my, need my to compensate to for that amount of debt. My mom me to go get an accounting debt. degree in the age of TurboTax. 
is enthusiastically ignorant advice. Telling you to go back to school to get a master's is in the same degree. It's enthusiastically <laughs> ignorant. My mom telling me that, hey, you need to open your own business in what? Don't know, but you need to go open Just your go own business. Just go rent an office and figure it out. Rent Once you rent office the space. office, the idea will come to you. Okay. Enthusiastically ignorant. <laughs> because they are giving me advice based on how their generation worked. Yeah. That doesn't quite apply. Oh, when you're going to have kids, you need to have at least five kids, you know, because they all need to play with each they other. They need and to sibling. have a buddy. They need to have friends. Enthusiastically ignorant advice, you know, because you're like, like we live in a world Mom, where income is stagnated and is, cost of living poverty and, has gone up. So, yeah. you know, having a football or soccer team worth the kids may not be the best strategy, nope. even if you made not six unless figures. you want to be on government aid for the rest of your life. I don't even, I think like, the government cap you off after a certain point. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. I think we make too much for government aid. So we've been in that weird spot where we're not poor enough to get all the food stamps. <laughs> but you're not rich, help. right? Right. Not rich enough to you're afford it. You're in that it. weird upper middle class. Yeah. So <laughs> enthusiastically ignorant, ignorant advice mm-hmm. and society's plagued with this. Now, and like you said, so going back to what we kind of started with is, so every human being, right? is extremely biased. We all, like, it's kind of what we talked about before. Like, every villain doesn't really acknowledge themselves as the villain necessarily. They're more the misunderstood hero in their own story, right? Mm-hmm. The, they come from the perspective of they're trying to right a wrong or prove a truth. or Dinos. Yes, Mom exactly. It, like, the best villains have a very real and and... Kind of identifiable, uh, motivation behind their actions. So it's not like they're necessarily coming out like, Oh, I'm just evil and I want to see everyone in pain and cry. There's usually some kind of rational thinking. Yeah, some rationale behind it, whether it's rational or not. There, but they have a rationale. Um, so anyways, uh, to me, this is, this is the same thing. Like we all have a bias. So when we're giving advice, we're just so, we want other people. I think for one, it's that, that need to be validated ourselves. So if we give advice and someone else uses our advice or listens to us or even comes to us for advice, there's a sense of we're being validated now because we know what life choice you could make or should make. And how many times in our own life do we wish that someone could just come in and tell us the answer? So when we see someone else who has what we consider a black and white problem, it's so easy to be like, oh, yeah, just go ask your boss for a raise. Come on, man. You're worth more than that. Don't date that loser who doesn't appreciate you for who you are. Leave that motherfucker. You'll find someone else. It's easy to make those for one, because you're seeing the black and white, the headline, not the nuance. And two, because you don't really suck at work. Maybe there's a reason why they haven't been paid what they think they're worth. Maybe, maybe there's, they're a lousy date. Exactly. Maybe that's why they haven't been able to land a husband or a wife. Yes. So maybe they're choosing losers. So my point is, you're, you're reading the headlines, you're reading the black and white. So it's easy to come to a, a black and white solution rather quickly then, because you're boiling it down to, to a very, unrealistic. And now you become guilty of being enthusiastically ignorant. Yes. 
And the next big thing, though, that a lot of people don't account for when they're giving advice is how difficult it is to enact a lot of these, uh, these, oh, uh, glorious thought out advice that we give. Because you're not the one who's having to leave the person you love. And you're not the one suffering the consequences if it's the wrong decision. Like I said, it's really easy to tell someone else to go ask for a raise. But what happens if they don't get the raise and now they have to live with that knowledge or if they get fired instead of the raise? Like you could give someone advice and they could pay a huge consequence. Like, for example, your your buddy in the in the group, the man's chat, if he leaves that woman, right, and she take half. <laughs> of course you would go to the money. Of course. I was going to say he truly loves her. What if he never meets someone he loves the same way and he misses out now on being a part of a wonderful relationship that could improve from there and, and, and solidify into great family. And or, he spends the rest of his life mourning that life that he could have had. Or imagine if someone gives him the advice to stay and he chooses that advice and then now he resents it for the rest of his life because he's raising a child that's not his and, and financially having to support it and be with a woman that he can't trust. Both, hold on, both outcomes have extreme consequences. And this is why I say no one should give advice. Even therapists don't give advice. If you go to a therapist, they do not tell you what to do. Because they don't want to be guilty of enthusiastic ignorance. If, you, if they tell you, oh, yeah, you should go do this and you should do that, and some major consequences come back, and you could come in and say, hey, you fucked and ruined my life. I lost my job. My boyfriend left me because you told me to do this. No. They give you tools to try and help you make a decision. So it would be entirely plausible for the men in your group to say, Hey, this, man. this is going to part before. Let, let me let me let me tell you that one. Okay. Because this is going to what I said in the group. I said, and this is the second part of my letter mm-hmm. or my response. I said, what we should do rather than give him advice is give him the tools required. Tell him what those tools will line. be and how to and how he's going to have to need to get good at these skills. I said, what we need to do is give him the skills he's going to need to to navigate this situation and yeah. help him develop those skills very quickly. He's going to need communication skills. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't have those dialed in yet, we need to help him scale that up. He's going to need the skill of forgiveness. forgiveness. If he doesn't have that yet, forgiving her and forgiving himself, we're going to need to Whether ha- he leaves her or, or stays, he needs to learn forgiveness because right. it'll follow him in other relationships. Another skill set he's going to need yeah. is emotional maturity, emotional intelligence, because there's a lot in here. And if it'll he's keep not, rearing its head if over he's and not over. that person, we need to help him scale this up. I think I went through like seven skills and I said, these are only some that I could think of. I'm sure there's many more that I'm missing skill sets he's going to need to work through his situation. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, because he only understands the nuances of his yes of his experience. No one else can make that. No decision. one else can give him advice on what to do. We can only help him with the skill sets he's going to need to navigate through this very challenging, these very troubled times. These, troubled times. <laughs> these, these. What's the word they use it to describe the pandemic? These unprecedented, unprecedented times. times. <laughs> you know, and um, then, and because so now I look at my advice a little differently, right? Mm-hmm. So like when somebody comes up to me, it's like, hey. Deji, what should I do with my finances or how should I invest? That's, yeah, I'm not 
telling you which question. stocks to invest in. What if you lose everything? Now are you coming me. to me saying, "Can you because pay me back I don't back understand your sensitivities. Grand? I don't no. like somebody asking me, "Hey, Deji, what stock should I buy in the stock market?" Like, bro, me losing ten grand and you losing ten grand is might not, not be the, the same, same thing. emotional it, it, response. It don't keep us up that at night. That might be suicidal for you, and that might be like, "Oh shit, right. that I'm really not, sucks." I'm not going to ask Warren Buffett for for advice. It's like when Ray Dalio was like, "Money is trash." And everybody started quoting this motherfucker like money is trash. I'm like, slow for the him, fuck not down. For, you. for him, for him. When he got like 88 billion, yeah, money is trash. The money, some money. He could burn about 10 billion and still be fine. Right there. I know it sounds like. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm, cash ain't trash for me right now, you know? Yeah. Or, or when um, uh, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank was like, oh, I would never invest in a stock if it doesn't have dividend if it doesn't pay dividend i would never invest i'm like that's not you know you might need to look at your condition right right this motherfucker like 60 years old okay contextually that advice may make sense Mm -hmm. but if you're in your 20s 30s you know amazon netflix you know facebook these are some growth stocks they don't pay dividend but you know in the scheme of growth tesla you might want to fuck with these motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. So if you take, especially if you're doing quick trades for high payouts, there you go. You so know, if you're like, taking Kevin O'Leary's enthusiastic, ignorant advice, because the advice it's his is biased perspective, which to you the advice becomes enthusiastically ignorant because it makes just, sense for your context, not necessarily. He for just mine. on there on Shark Tank spewing the the advice with excitement, like mm-hmm. he's just giving the advice, like, oh, this is just common sense. This is just what you do. I'm just so excited to give this advice, and you hear it. And you hear the advice and the way he's giving it with such passion and conviction. And you're like, well, if it's right for Kevin, then it must be right for me. Oh, yeah. Slow down, motherfucker. Slow oh, yeah. down. Slow down. I mean, you, know? you see this all the time with fitness people to oh, tell me your exact diet. Well, I mean, that's that's so contextual because I may be able to process dairy and gluten. You Genetics may not. Play yeah, I have a high metabolism. You have a slow one. Or you're saying you work out every day, but my workout is like two and a half hours of a high intensity hey, extreme. I might and tell yours you is I like work out an in, hour of or, bullshit. We, hey, no, no. Here's a fun one. Remember, asked me how how long do you work out for? I'm like an hour. Okay, here's an example. Um, what's his name? What's his name? Ronnie Coleman. Uh huh. Arnold, mm-hmm. Jay Cutler, say they work out for about two hours. And then I go ask these motherfuckers for like fitness advice and they say I work out for two hours. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, oh, okay. If I work out, if for I work two out hours, two hours, I'll be good. Yeah. Look, look. He's bench pressing like 800 look, look, pounds look, look. in that two reps, hours. For reps. You're bench pressing your lady pounds. <laughs> okay. Me, me and a CrossFitter working out for two hours is not the same intensity, okay? You can't account for the intensity. So the advice is enthusiastically ignorant mm-hmm. because when Arnold is given the advice or Ronnie yeah. Coleman is given the advice, they're giving it with such excitement because to your point, yeah. it validates them. It's well, somebody when- asking you for like your wisdom and your knowledge yes. and you're so quick and so excited to give it. You don't even recognize that you're being enthusiastically ignorant. Exactly. You're not, you're not accounting for the nuances. I mean, you had that trainer that was so keto frenzied and he would make all of his clients go on keto. Go on keto. And then he would lose clients. He would lose he revenue. Could, he could never re-sign clients. He couldn't because he would force them into keto and then they felt guilty because they're like, that doesn't work for me or my personality. He was my so lifestyle. excited about keto. That he's he could, bullying it, it people. Became, he became a blind spot. And it's like, you're not even being hired for your nutrition advice. You're being hired as a personal trainer and you're losing people on nutrition. You know what the tragedy of mm. the situation is? 
He eventually lost his job at the at the place, but he didn't even recognize that he was bullying clients. If the, you call that guy aside and say, hey, man, you're bullying your clients, what's his first response? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. When you tell them, you, the expert, the one they look to for solutions, yeah. when you tell them that the only, only possible one, one way is keto, do you see how that it's is bullying somebody? It's the same way with somebody? people with religion. They want you to find religion, but they what they, they really want you mean, to they find want God. To find their religion. They want you to find God, they but want they want you to find Him their through God. Their-, <laughs> their God. That's it. Find find morality. Find faith. Just just <laughs> but make our sure way. it's ours. But our way. But our way. Um, okay. So this this is why leading back to to my point that I was trying to make is that when people ask for advice or if even if they didn't ask when when you feel yourself compelled because you think you are so right to give advice or which, you know so much you know so much about the subject you're the matter. only rational motherfucker in here yes and this is why i caution even you a lot of times about giving those um hard truths that like oh this is an absolute here i get dejism i get it Dejism. Yes. <laughs> You're an absolute truth. I, my existence is an absolute truth. But, but I caution you on that because I, I caution myself on it too. What people need or when, when they are looking for advice or when you feel like giving advice, what they're really needing is a sounding board. They're needing someone to f- bounce ideas off of, to vent to. Because a lot of times I'm able to find like work solutions by talking shit out with you. It doesn't mean that I didn't understand there was a problem or I didn't have the solution in my head. I don't need you to swoop in and tell me the five things to do that's going to fix it. I need you to listen so I can work out the problem and come to the solution at the end. And maybe... Maybe in there you can come in and say, you know, if I were in your specific situation without knowing all the nuances, I'm sure I'm, I'm probably missing some things, but I think what I would, how I would react or what I might do in that situation would be XYZ. For example, I think a perfectly reasonable response to the man in your men's group would be to say, Hey, man, that's tough. Um, I don't know how you're feeling in that specific situation. And obviously there's a lot that's going in and there. I'm here to listen if you need to talk about it. For me, I don't know if I could personally stay with a woman who's cheated on me. Um, not that I wouldn't love the child, but I don't know if I would be able to trust her. So if you do stay with her, you'll have to have some serious conversations to rebuild trust. So here's here's like a, you see how that's saying like this is you're you're saying what you would do you're saying your advice but you're putting it in the context of I don't know all the answers and just this is what I think I would do in your situation because you're not in their situation because you can't fully know see, it's more you can, of a you guess can't, you can't even say that because to say this is what I would do if I were in your situation no no you're saying I think you're saying hypothetically what I here's what so I would I'm, say I'm just saying that's a reasonable. It's a, more it's reasonable. It's more reasonable and lo- more rational than what the other motherfuckers in the group were saying. Mm-hmm. This is what I was saying, and I will, I will sound back to this. We are all guilty of being enthusiastically ignorant, mm-hmm. whether it's in us giving other people biased advice mm-hmm. without context to their situation, or people giving us biased advice 
mm-hmm. with disregard to the context of our situation. The way I would respond in this case to not be guilty or in any case to not be guilty of being enthusiastically ignorant, I pledge to just think through whatever skill sets this person will need to navigate their situation, highlight those for them and say, if you need help in that department, I can, I can help you do that. It's a lot like an employee and doing their job effectively. There are certain skill sets they need to have developed to do their job well. So that's what needs work, not so much the the job itself. So here's an example. Mm -hmm. If somebody came to me and said, hey, Deji, you and Sarah have been married 12 years. You seem to have a great relationship. I'm struggling in mine. What advice do you have? I would say, bro, to even begin to give you any advice would be irresponsible because I don't even want to pigeonhole your mind down a path, down a, down, down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. What I will tell you is you understand the nuances of your relationship best. Mm-hmm. I will tell you what skills I have had to develop and work on to have the best relationship possible. If you work on these skill sets, chances are you will back your way into an awesome relationship. I had to make sure I could communicate well. And communication lent itself to learning how to listen Mm -hmm. better, learning how to, you know, trust better or get people to open up. Whatever four or five skills, you know, Mm -hmm. you you think help your relationship. Learn how to suck a dick or eat pussy. Something. That go the sexual jokes, right? (laughs) It's crucial. Learn how to pleasure my woman because Mm -hmm. I figured sex was, (laughs) I learned to work out and to keep myself attractive because Mm -hmm. I I skills. Or if somebody came and said, Deji, you know, y'all doing well financially, my money situation a little rough. Could you give me some pointers on how to be better with money? Like, bro, bro, without understanding. It's the reason why I so, will. So you're saying what I'm saying. You're just saying it in a more, um, you're, you're saying it in a more managerial. I'm, I'm saying to, it in a more systemized approach. And I'm saying it in a more friend way. So to me, like even with the money example, for example, if someone came up, how do I save money? It's like, oof, man, you know, it's always hard to save money. Without knowing the nuances of your budget and, and how motivated you are to save, um, what I would maybe do is, is look into some different finance advisors like Dave Ramsey or, do you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 so, so we're both right. We're both right. What all I'm doing, so there's two types of people. There are like people who like. If I were in like, your situation, I would just begin to familiarize myself with the basics, make some small goals and work from there. So like I'm, I'm basically saying you're not trying to give advice. You're not trying to, and, and there's, so to, here, here's, let's get back to the original point. The point is to not be enthusiastically ignorant. We're getting caught up in the nuances of how to deliver the information. And I think the point that we're both trying to get across is you need to leave some, some room for that. I could be wrong here because that's the, that's when people become enthusiastically ignorant is when they're so convinced that their biased perception is the answer. So it's perfectly acceptable, I think, to say like, Oh, hey, um, general thought that like I, I ha- like I have thoughts on the idea. If you're asking for my advice, I can give you some ideas and thoughts that I have, but understand that I'm not telling you that this is your answer. 
Okay. Like it, in that relationship, going back since that's kind of our original thing, I think it's okay to say, I don't know that I could personally stay or I think I would want to work it out if it was someone I truly love. Either either advice, quote unquote, is not wrong because there's no right or wrong decision there. What you're trying to tell the gentleman is exactly that. There is no right or wrong answer. So I could tell you my gut reaction of what I think I would do in your situation. But at the end of the day, you're the only one who's in that situation. So you have to make the decision. Okay. So let's take a quick break because I want to talk about how this has parallels to an alternate idea, confirmation mm. bias. Okay. So, all right, we'll be right back. Go top of your drink, folks. Whiskey. Get tips in. Hey, happy people. Hope you're enjoying the tipsy philosophical banter between Daisy and I so far today as we discuss the many ways in which perception is a bitch. We'd like to take this quick break to top off our tequila and remind all y'all bitches that you can submit your questions, comments, or topic ideas to our email piabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find the links to our PIAB book, merch, and Instagram in the links attached to this episode. All right. Now that that bullshit's out of the way, and we've re-upped on our favorite inhibition-lowering, mind-expanding, and giggle-inducing substances, let's get back to it. All right, welcome back to the show, happy people. Hope you're enjoying the conversation. How do you know that they're happy? I always wondered that. Well, you have to be happy. Oh, why? (laughs) Just what people have always told me I had to be happy. Oh, okay. They told me my entire fight through life was to find out how (sighs) to be happy. I never questioned it. So, we're now, look, I want to talk about um, enthusiastic ignorance, long lost cousin. Ah. Confirmation bias. <laughs> well, we did establish that, uh, the bi- the, the bad advice, it stems from a bias. Right. Perspective. So I, I'm thinking, so elections are over in. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't go there. Okay. Matter- Here we go. No, Here we go. This is the fun part of the show. All, all, all bets are off bits. now. All bets are off now. We've if had. You're sensitive. And your butt heard about the election. You might want to exit now. That's Sarah's perspective. She the liberal in, I'm on the no, show. I'm just saying, like, the, I don't I'm want the, people I'm who the, are I'm extreme. the moderate. I'm just saying, if they're extreme, if they have extreme viewpoints, if you're extreme and they might left, get triggered. If you're extreme left it's or right. trigger warning. That's all this is. Like a spoiler alert. Trigger warning. <laughs> trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you're Talking extreme. about the election. <laughs> so, the election... Uh-huh. Exposed a lot of enthusiastic ignorance on both sides. On both sides that lent itself. Oh, that truck towards, thing on towards the confirmation highway. That bias. shit was insane yeah. with the Biden so truck. So Biden and Harris, they're driving their oh. their tour bus through Texas to outside come into of Houston. Houston. Yeah, and they get met by the Trumpers. And, and escorted. You know, someone made a good point. <laughs> what was the on point? That. Jesus. They said. 
They said um, basically when all the trucks and everything were were boxing the bus in and pushing it off the highway, right? They weren't forcing them off the highway. They were just politely escorting them out escorting of the fucking them out. state. <laughs> exactly. Okay. It's <laughs> a difference. And, and Use you, the right you language. You think that they called the cops and requested backup and help. The Biden campaign? Of course. When, I when doubt you, they did. Oh, yes. I doubt 100%, they did. 100%. If you were being boxed in by a bunch of trucks, you were calling the cops and trying to get well, some Texas assistance. Well, Texas PD never showed up. And they said there's a reason for that. Ooh. Think of why Batman and Bruce Wayne are never in the same room at the same time. Because the Trumpers and the cops are the same fucking people. <laughs> they weren't on duty. Uh, if you're sensitive, this is the time to exit out. There's a reason. The backup was, never showed up. I was up. wondering, how is the former vice president driving through the fucking state? He can get boxed in. And basically pushed and out, pushed of, the out state. of the state. But then law enforcement never, never showed. showed up. I'm like, you run a red light and the cops are showing up. one is right there. But all of a sudden, they can't be found. <laughs> when these liberals are driving through he town. He thinks this is not a coincidence. <laughs> Just saying. Confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. There's a reason Batman and Bruce Wayne are not in the room at the same time. It's the same people. The same people. Okay. Okay. Now, this election is just showing how polarizing Americans are, how divided Americans are in the sense that we don't have the same shared reality about anything. I mean, if you look at the uh, electoral college and the votes in the states, it was insane how close, how 50-50 split a lot of these states I were. I have a theory. I have a theory. So a lot of these states that flipped red. Uh-huh. I got my theory. I'm not you mean a flip blue. But uh, yeah, a lot of these red states that flip blue. I have uh-huh. my theory. Uh-huh. I'm not a political analyst, so please don't take my word for for gospel. But but Arizona uh-huh. is deep red Republican, mm-hmm. but Arizona is more loyal to John McCain than it is to the Republican Party, because okay. John McCain is is John McCain is synonymous with fucking Arizona. Okay. Okay. I don't know enough about John McCain or Arizona. Just roll so, with right. me on this one. Anyone who knows anything about Arizona, if you ask who is the fucking face of Arizona, it's John McCain. I have a great aunt named Arizona. Actually, they called her Arizona. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's them the redneck shit y'all do. I'm just saying. So when Trump when Trump mocked John McCain. Uh huh. Arizona never forgot. <laughs> Arizona never forgot. So they would they would spite their hand uh-huh. to cut their face. What I think you totally butchered. I, think I butchered just... I butchered the analogy. <laughs> this Arizona sent out a statement going blue. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck with our heroes. Don't fuck with our okay. heroes. That was the statement I got from that. Like, and this is one of, this will go down as one of, we will look back and hindsight's a bitch because mm-hmm. vision becomes very clear in hindsight. We can look back and say, Oh, Trump mistake. Don't piss off 
Maybe don't, don't insult. Don't insult John McCain, war hero. There's a lot of shit that Trump said that you're like, ah, but if you Trump, want, if you might you want, not have said If you want the Arizona that. votes, do not diss the one man who represents the entire fucking state. And he's he's dead now. Okay? Mm-hmm. That was Arizona. Another state that flipped, Georgia. Okay. You know, Georgia, another deep red state. You know what I think tipped that one? Tell me. Ahmaud Aubrey. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. This was the young man back in February who went running yep. and all of a sudden got shot. All Trump had by to cops, do. right? No, one by cops. It was by a father and his son who oh. said they saw him running. He was out for a jog and they mm-hmm. said they thought he was the one who was burglarizing oh, yeah. the play. Right. Arizona, I mean, uh, not Arizona, Georgia did not forget mm-hmm. because it took like 75 days to arrest the father and the son. Mm-hmm. They even voted out the rep, the state representative in that state who was supposed to oversee that case, mm. right? So Georgia did not forget. All Trump had to do was not diss John McCain, just call out well, the injustice he, he had that was- several opportunities with all of the, the racist shit that happened to say, I don't support this and I am against this. This is wrong. This. No matter what and, party you're on. you never would come out against the KKK or, or there the- were, There were fine the, men on what both minute, sides. What was the other, <laughs> the other one called? The, the boys the he proud told- boys. Proud boys. Yeah. Stand back and stand down. Shit. For, <laughs> I get so many opportunities to- to do something to just say like I don't agree with this general fucking terms like not even saying like come out and really make a stand just like hey racism is wrong wouldn't do it so wouldn't what, do it what what lost Trump this election is not policy it's not anything else it was one or two pivotal key Instances, moments yeah moments. I think what lost him these so elections here's, was here's, was moments. Yes, but here's why. Here's why, okay? Trump understood that a lot of his base and w- how he got voted in the first time were these extreme white racist redneck uneducated backwoods conservative motherfuckers slow down Sarah no I want to be able to cents. sleep I want to be able to sleep well tonight and not worry that somebody's going to break it I'm saying they're my family I can speak to them and half of okay. them I'm related to okay so I, I, I grew Trump, up with these motherfuckers. While, I, under, I, I, I know the lawn chairs and the trailer trash that didn't. they're sitting in. I didn't. I can be lynched. You get a pass. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it. You're not. I can You're be just lynched. Hearing it. You, no, uh, this is guilty by association. <laughs> I can be lynched. You ain't okay. So <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to get too close. Like I want to get third degree burst. <laughs> But my, my point is, is like, he understands that that racist, um, again, backwards conservative demographic is his fundamental base. I mean, that's why when you look at most of the states that do vote for him, it's very rural, very uneducated, very low economies. Like, they don't have much diversity. They don't have much opportunity. They're, they're so restricted on their knowledge of the world outside of their little bubble. So their, their mind is not expanded. They're not able to see beyond their one perspective. And so he was afraid if he speaks out and says anything in support of diversity and, and the inclusion and equal rights, 
he'll lose that base. So two things that redneck. There. Oh, they're coming in and taking our jobs, or we don't like the black people because they were meant to be our slaves and shit. We brought two them over there. here. Two things. Mm-hmm. The one is enthusiastic ignorance because he was so convinced on what his base was, he missed the nuances of his base. Yes. Because like, there's a lot like, of people in there who are redneck and are unintentionally sometimes racist. But, but when they see all out racism, no, no, like, that's not it. That's okay. not it. That's not it. That's not it, the that's nuance. That's where I'm seeing it. Because, and again, we're going to, so two parts, two parts. Part one, he missed the nuances of his base, a.k.a. don't fuck with their heroes. Okay. John McCain is one. Mm-hmm. You don't fuck with a guy like that and expect them to not turn on you. Okay. Okay. John McCain is bleeds red. It's a lot like you can't fuck with Beyonce, say something negative about Beyonce, and not expect the beehive to come at you. <laughs> okay. Beehive. That's what they call them. Really? Yeah. Beyonce got oh, a hive. Shit. Okay. And they protect their queen. All my ladies, now let's get information. <laughs> <laughs> Proves to me, <laughs> prove to me, you got some coordination. You know I have no hey, coordination. I'm slay sorry, bitch, baby. or you get eliminated. I can slay. I can okay. slay. Beyonce got a high, so I am afraid to say some negative about Beyonce. Presidents are afraid to say anything negative about Beyonce because you don't want to piss off the beehive. Okay. So that's enthusiastic ignorance going on there mm-hmm. when you don't connect the nuance. Of how your base believes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's some high level thinking for y'all right there. The second part is confirmation bias. Okay. Where because his base thought a certain way, he just assumed that they will always think that way. Uh huh. And that's confirmation bias. So yeah, even well, when, even when presented, he didn't take an account for, we've had so many extreme, um, violently racial moments since he became president. We've had the, the riots. I mean, where, where someone got run over. We had the, the KKK coming out with little pitchforks and torches and shit. Um, we had, uh, George Floyd. I mean, how many people did we have? Breonna Taylor. All that was going to sway about 25% of his base. You know why? Hmm. Because civil rights movement was one thing. White people didn't think it was real until they saw it yeah. on TV. When when they see oppression again, it's it's when when people a lot of white people. This is what we've talked about before, where a lot of white people are unintentionally racist because in their mind they don't come in contact with a lot of black black people. They don't have the opportunity to see the racial discrimination in their life. So to them, they're like, well, we freed the slaves. Racism and slavery no longer exist. So now they're Black people are just being petty, holding grudges, and trying to whine so they can get shit for free. But when they see a police officer's knee on a man's neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, that was going to sway some people who just have some decency left. people who weren't really racist, they were just uneducated and uninitiated. They were just unaware. They were just unaware. They were just, they, they were just boggled down. That it was just overhyped. They were, they were bogged down in the shit of their own day to day lives mm-hmm. and trying to put food on the table that when they see something like that and human decency is just denounce it. Just denounce it. Yeah. And not, 
and not even do that. Now they say, okay, they may I be can't, some. Yeah. I can't support so, a guy who, who won't say that that at least was wrong. Like, so, so when we, when I look at what lost Trump this election, mm-hmm. it's kind of like I was driving down Houston okay. and I, and I kept writing on my Facebook. I kept telling people. <laughs> you were driving and writing on your Facebook? <laughs> I wasn't driving and texting uh-huh. at the same time. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. All He's I'm saying, bad about this, guys. All I'm saying is... Tell him to stop. And I did this with you. We went for a run the other day, and we drive around a lot. Yeah. You know, shopping, real estate, and shit. And I said, Sarah, Texas is more blue than people like to realize. Oh, yeah, with the, especially with all the exodus out of California. And I wouldn't be surprised if in four years, with all this immigration... Yeah, not immigration, with all this migration from Cali yes. and New York into the South, that a lot more Southern states start flipping mm-hmm. blue. I'm so excited for that because I'm really hoping that with you the more liberal. blue people, we'll get weed. You, why am I the conservative one in this relationship? Because I don't look like I should be. <sighs> so, so <laughs> I can bump. get away with it. <laughs> so confirmation bias, right? Uh-huh. Your people will interpret data and information to fit their narrative and yes. to fit their bias. And I feel like throughout this whole election process, Trump was guilty of it. And he probably got a lot of advice from people who not only confirmed his bias, confirmation oh, bias, because but, one, but he, also got enthusiastically, ig- his own bias. but also got enthusiastically ignorant advice from a lot of people. I don't think he so much got ignorant advice from other people. I think Trump's the kind of man who wrote his own facts. Like, he confirmed his own biases. He's that kind of guy. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I really believe this COVID shit's not really real. So that's what I'm going to tell people. I'm, I just believe it. I believe it. And if I believe it, I'm going to tell them that, that it's not really real. Like, he's that kind of... And but then when see, he, when, even when he gets, he's like, oh yeah, well, they just gave me a cure. They don't really have a cure yet, but what they gave me, it worked. So it's a cure. Like he just confirms his own bias and everyone behind him comes out and goes like, but hey, here's we the thing, didn't though. say that. Here's the thing though. As the, uh, uh, it's okay. So like these elected officials, they're men in the arena. And the shit's we. It's good, by the way. This whiskey. Yeah. The whiskey is good. What was it called again? The, uh, it was the American whiskey or some shit like that. American no, wild hun- turkey. Wild turkey honey, wild turkey American whiskey. But you know, these elected officials, they're, they're men in the arena and we, the public, are observing, right? This is like ancient Rome, gladiator and, and the audience. A lot of times we don't see the nuance to the fight. You know, we don't, we don't see like all the, you know, the swaying of the sword, the feet in the sand and all that, that the gladiator goes through. We just see the heavy hits. Yeah. So for, for guys like Trump or whatever politician it is, I feel that we don't judge them accurately because again, again, enthusiastic ignorance. We're reading the highlights. We read headlines. And as the Normally, public, I would agree with you. as the public, we're making assumptive facts from the headlines that we get about the actions of these candidates. We don't see and we're not previewed to the nuances of everything else that goes on in the background. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not saying, don't Uh get me wrong here, as elected (laughs) officials, if they had the right people advising them, you know, Sarah and I do work as consultants. You can hire us. Except for Trump. 
Fuck, I'll work for Trump. I, I could have gotten him reelected. Well, then whatever paycheck I get from that would be just in my account. <laughs> All right. But, but it's like, look, when you're in the public eye and the public is making us like facts and voting decisions mm-hmm. based on headlines and snapshots of you, they miss the nuances. Okay. So you have to be good. They miss the complexities, the details. The weird emotions. So you have to be good at conveying that through those headlines or just staying the fuck out of the headlines, which is, if you think about it, what Biden really did at the end of his campaign. He was like, you know what? This motherfucker just going to bury himself. Well, I mean, honestly, though, that's what Hillary did wrong in her her run. Is, is Trump kept making the news. And so everyone was making jokes and laughing and talking about Trump nonstop. So he got voted in half as a joke by a lot of people because they never thought he'd actually win. I don't 100% believe that to be I true. Do. I think that's a bias. No, I do. I think so many people either didn't vote because they didn't think there was any way he would really win. So they didn't think they needed to actually show up to vote for Hillary because it's like, ah, you know, no one's going to really vote for that Trump fact fucker. Like everyone's going to really vote for Hillary. And she wasn't really in the news that much. So most people were talking more about Trump. So it, it, it's just kind of like that, that. You you think about it more, it's on your brain more. You're like, ah, fuck it, I guess I'll vote for this Trump fucker. Like, you know, he was in Home Alone and shit. Like, why not? <laughs> was he in Home Alone? Oh, yeah, like, he was in Home Alone. You know what pisses me off about people, though? It's huh. like, okay, so throughout this election, one thing that I kept seeing a lot on my feed, and, you know, I'm on Facebook a lot for research, is conservative Republicans saying shit like this. Oh, if you're a Christian, how can you f- vote Democrat? If you vote Democrat and you're a Christian, you're just a pawn of the devil. If you have American values, that's the one that bothers me more. Cause if I get you, how, if like, you have Christian values, how no, can I'm you vote American Demo- values? American, all Christian values, because the Republicans. But hold on, I'm, I'm differentiating the Christian here versus American, because I can understand slightly how they say Christian, because the liberal supports a lot of the gays, supports a lot of like just free sex, people choosing what they want to do, and Christian. Christianity is not about free choice and free love and people it's doing what they want to do. It's about white control. Way of doing, yeah. yeah. Well, so I can get the <laughs> quote unquote Christian values and how they think if you're like accepting and loving and just being a decent motherfucking person like, oh, okay, that's not enough. You have to like follow these guidelines. But American values, saying that we don't have American values when we vote for an American political group. Do you see what I'm saying? I, like I, it, 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 it's literally in the definition. It is an American value because it's one of the American, like democratic groups that you can vote it, for. It just irritates me when, when, one, when I hear conservative Republicans say, "If you vote Democrat, it means you don't have values." I'm like, yeah. "Wait, wait a Hold minute." Hold on. This is the worst I confirmation. I have values. They're just not yours. This is the worst confirmation <laughs> bias I've ever heard in my life. Like. Uh, we don't like have people, to have the people same People use values. the Bible to prove the Bible. That that's that confirmation bias. We don't. We don't have to have the same. So so that so that so that bothers me. Anyway, um, look this this one this this was an easy this was an easier conversation. 
and I, I hate even talking about politics because I don't want to date the podcast, right? I, I, I don't. Politics is not dated. This, this shit will go on forever. And you know, this election's not over either. This, this, it's this over. conversation it's is over. still going to be relevant nah, in nah, six no, months. No, it's not. Oh, mark my, my words. No, he's it's not. Gonna, he's, I'm not saying it won't be finalized. I'm just saying it won't be, the conversation won't be over because you're going to still hear that little Trump voice in the background. No, 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 it'll like a be over. Chihuahua barking in the it'll corner. It'll be over. It'll be over. I'll tell you why it'll be over. Why? First of all, Republican or Democrat, it doesn't matter who the fuck y'all are. At the end of the day, the American political system is the greatest I've ever seen. As, as, as conflicting as our two party system is, trust me, I'd rather have a two party system varying for power than what they have in China or Africa. That's a one-party system, okay? These motherfuckers... We just kill the other party. <laughs> okay. So, look, for context, the American system is not perfect. Our democracy is far from perfect. But You know, but you say that is like the person who's been starving and so says the, the moldy bread... I would rather bread. be starving in America and get moldy bread. Hear me out. Hear me uh, out. Hear you me out. hear my paradigm. Okay, okay no. let me hear your paradigm. Okay. Let me hear your paradigm. I'm saying you saying the American government is the best you've ever seen comparing it to Africa and China is like you going from starving... Eating nothing but moldy bread and then saying the beans and rice is such a luxury and it's the best meal you ever had. It may be the best meal you ever had, but it doesn't mean it's a fucking cheeseburger. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's not the best Name meal. Name any political system in any other part of the world that's a cheeseburger. My point. The American system sucks. But boy, man, people still plotting and scheming to get into America. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's one. Look, I'm sure if you gave me some time to research, I could come up with a couple that are <laughs> all better. All right, all right. <laughs> you know I don't do research uh, for this shit. I come for the whiskey and the tequila. Right, I'm we'll not leave this up the to the audience to give us some, some thoughts and questions at the end of the, the podcast. So I, I believe in the American system. And look, at the end of the day, the president does not have to. Concession is optional, okay? <laughs> it's not required. <laughs> he doesn't have to concede oh, to be like January twentieth. If this I motherfucker mean, don't want to leave, like the person shaking hands with the guy before the fight. It's or just after a the formality. Fight. It's a formality. It doesn't mean, it doesn't shit. mean shit. So he lost. He lost. What I think is funny is just the lawsuits and like how he's. You know what does worry me though? The one thing that I I hope and I hope this doesn't come to fruition is him trying to use his current position still in the White House to leverage military or start... Because people almost think, I feel like, that war can never touch American soil again. And with the riots and shit that have been happening, like, no, we no, are no. one that, that, major that's not gonna spark happen. away. You know why not? I know that's not going to happen. Why? Because even Republicans, and this is where at the end of the day, and this was John McCain's... John McCain, right before he died, wrote a letter to America. Yeah. He said, we are 300 million people with polarizing ideas and beliefs, a.k.a. perception is a, a fucking bitch, man. man. But at the end of the day, we can come together about our democracy and about our republic. We may differ on how to execute on said democracy and republic, but fundamentally, we come together on that shit. It was inspiring to watch on social media today Republicans who would say, you know what? Trump lost. I'm a little salty, but the transition of power must happen like it's always happened. 
If Trump tried to pull some shit, I think you will see more Republicans even turn on him if he tries to go against what is democratically republic and constitutional to the United States of America. These people are not Trump fans. They are constitutional fans. Two different things. You try to fuck with the U.S. Constitution, even I'm coming out with pitchforks, okay? Because I moved here for that piece of paper. That was some airtight documentation right there, okay? Well, the updated version, the, of course. We, it's got 27 amendments. There's probably more coming, all right? Hopefully. And two, my last point, Trump will just fade away because at the end of the day, when Biden and Harris come in, they're going to put more controls, I'm assuming, this is an assumption, on on platforms like Twitter. They already censored two of Trump's tweets the other day when he was trying to put misinformation up. They flagged the shit. They had never done that. You know why they did that? Hmm. Anticipating the Biden win. Facebook is going to catch way more regulations. Have you been on Facebook lately? Oh, yeah, every time, Instagram Every time you try to put a political post, guess what it does? It mm-hmm. flags you. We're going to check this shit before we let you post it. You know, which, I mean, there's pros and cons to that. I don't know you want private companies being the arbitrator of what is true and what but information gets point, out there. But at this point, there's little other choice right now. Right. So, look, at the end of the day, whether it was Trump or Biden who lost, for us, the big win is the United States Constitution. And that was For John me, the McCain's big win point. Is, is like, yeah, the amount of people who showed up to the polls, for one, on this election, that to me is a huge win, is people participating, people showing up, and, and not taking a, a lackadaisical kind of backseat in the political proceedings. But also just, I mean, so, and, and th- this is going to split a lot of people, but I feel like this is a big win in the face of, of racism and sexism and everything that's been wrong with America. Because Trump, what he did when he came into office is he gave permission to a lot of people who had a lot of backwards and bad ideas to become very vocal and feel like they were validated. It'd be like if you had a, 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 a pedophile, right, for a president or a leader and now he's telling you, oh, it's really okay to like fuck around with 14 year old girls because they have their period. So it's fine. And, and so now all the other pedos come out like, oh, okay. You know, well, he said it's all right. So, you know, ooh, I like 12 year olds, you know, and I know it's not quite 14 yet, but do you know what I'm saying? Like you make it okay and they make it kind of this, it, it's, it's cool to be bad. It's, it's cool. Trump made it okay to be a racist, sexist, asshole prick. And all of those racist, asshole pricks came out of the woodwork and made themselves known. And while it wasn't a resound, as resounding of a fuck off Trump as I personally would like, the fact that as many people did show up and speak out and the, the majority still said we won't stand for this, that to me, is a win. At the end of the day, the lesson is this. We need to be aware of the moments when we are being enthusiastically ignorant. Mm-hmm. And we also need to be aware of the moments when we are operating on confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is a lack of empathy to how the other person is feeling. Just because you have come to Whatever it is you believe through some rational process, 
doesn't take away from the rational process that somebody else went through to get to what it is they believe. If you enjoyed this episode and like the conversation between Sarah and I, we ask that you give us a five-star rating on whatever audio That's platform. confirmation bias. <laughs> you don't know what their, what their rating is. <laughs> Enthusiastically ignorant. Leave us a five-star rating on whatever audio platform you listen to us to. Also, really cool, cool thing here. If you have a story of you giving enthusiastically ignorant advice or getting or or getting enthusiastically ignorant advice from somebody else shit really shoot us an email p-i-a-b podcast at gmail.com let us know we we would love to hear it and honestly we want to share it on our next episode so we appreciate you guys listening share this podcast with somebody you love and we will see you next time over and out